If you can support the podcast in any way, it would be greatly appreciated. Follow the link in the description to make a donation. Your support will help us keep the show on the road throughout the intercounty season. Barry John Keane and Sean Sullivan, you're very welcome back to the Kerry Football Podcast. You're looking uh, resplendent after your, your time off last week. Um, Sean, you were in Liverpool for, for the soccer. Yeah, Adam, uh, thanks. Uh, we're back. Yeah, I was over for the uh, the Merseyside Derby la- uh, on last Monday night. Yeah, um, Liverpool-Everton. Yeah, great, great, great trip. Uh, quick trip. Um, I, I like to make my trips quick these days, Adam, not like other fellas. Um, just went over Monday morning and back Tuesday afternoon. So it was great. It was great. Um, I, I obviously a big Liverpool fan have been all my life and uh, used to get over quite a bit. Um maybe three, four times a season, but obviously with kids now and family commitments and stuff, it's it's more difficult. So maybe twice a season now if I can. And tickets are that harder to get um as well. Again, for most of us, some of us have have, have other ways of getting them, but for most of us it's hard to get tickets. So um when I was offered the two tickets to the Derby, I couldn't turn them down. So great trip myself and a buddy here from Come On Wint and uh brilliant time and a great win and and Liverpool needed a, a good performance and a good win so uh, it, was, it was a great trip yeah Barry John was there but I just didn't run into him we our our, our schedules uh, were, were different so it didn't didn't bump into each other Barry John you're having a great time of it you were away last week and you're away again tomorrow is that right no Wednesday that's a rallies thing is it coming up this week uh yeah look for the year we had we said um we try to get something going and it kind of worked out so we're going away so um been it on Wednesday to Sunday, so about 30 of us, so that should be enjoyable. Good stuff, good stuff. You deserve, you deserve another break. I do, I do, correct. Um, we'll have to give a belated congratulations to two Kerry legends, David Moore and Gooch, whose partners um, gave birth to children in, in, the, in recent weeks. Um, David, David's partner had a, had a girl and Gooch, Gooch's partner had a boy, uh, Connell. Obviously, people are joking, but they're commenting already about Gooch's son and about how the pressure's on his shoulders now to, to emulate the father, which is a, a bit early, I suppose. But like you both have experience of playing with guys who've had fathers who played for Kerry in the past. Did you notice there was a pressure on the likes of David Moore and Tommy Walsh and, and we'll say the Spillans? Sean, did you notice that or was it easier for them? Was it harder for him? How did it work out? I don't. I. I don't think the lads. I don't think it bothered them in the slightest. Um, obviously, look, they would have grown up in in a house where they realised, I suppose, from an early age that their their fathers were these well known Kerry footballers and fantastic Kerry footballers at that. And obviously, they would have you know witnessed the the homecomings and the attention that their dad would get from the the outside public. You know. And I think actually it probably helped the lads in a way because they knew what it took number one to play for Kerry and then when you did play with Kerry what perils I suppose and the and the pressures that came with it so and like I don't know obviously the, 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 from the outside looking in they all seem to have great relationships with their with their dads like I mean uh, you know Ogie I, I, I've only been in Ogie's company a couple of times but my god anytime I have been it's it's just a joy to be around the man so you can only imagine how he gets on with his own fellas so I don't think the examples that you mentioned there there was any ever great pressure on them. Uh, of course, they knew the tradition uh, that came with it. And I think the media probably would have made a lot about it. But, but those guys themselves that you just mentioned, they, it was water off a duck's back, really, because they were, as as much as they were proud of their father's careers, 
they were trying to forge their own careers and trying to stand alone. And, and I'm sure they got the full support of their fathers too when they were, you know. Would you agree with that, Barry John? You know, obviously, you know Tommy and David very well. Did you ever, did it mean different things to them than it meant to the other players or, or was it just the same as everyone else? I suppose Sean hit the nail in the head there, but like probably growing up, they, I know from the boys, like they, they idolised their fathers anyway, even though when we got older, we probably only realised what they actually achieved. Then when you come to maybe minor and you're breaking into under 21s, then you're just kind of saying, all right, if I'm at my best here, I might get 10 years with Kerry and my father's $8 medals, so I'm just going to not go near that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, like they all, the four of them, the four of them, to be fair, like like I said in the last podcast, Tommy played in the Irish basketball team, then he was straight in with the Kerry minor, so he was kind of probably living in his own world that, right, dad did his thing. If I need help, like Sean said, I'll get the guidance. Dave, I suppose, like Brian, Brian was the eldest of, of that family and he would play two-year minor, played a few league games, so he would have had Ogie and probably Brian. And then when Dave kicked on, he probably had the two of them. And like you said, I, I've been in Ogie's company probably two or three times a week. He's like, he's like a child. He's the best crack ever. Yeah, yeah. He he's won anything. But um, no, I think as you mature and you get older, you probably want to win your own. Of course, he knows what his dad did probably will never be achieved again. But like you have to, you have to draw a line under that and probably just say, all right, I want to get my own success and see how far I can take it. And I think as well, what Colm and David and you know myself, you know, have to remember is, and Barry John, you're the same. But like you'll have people who will come up and they'll mean well. Like I have three boys, um, and they'll mean well and they'll say, oh, you have three boys. Oh my God, three, three Kerry footballers or three, three Cremant footballers. And like my three have shown no interest so far in kicking a ball. Do you know what I mean? They're only six, seven and ten, you know, and uh, you kind of say, oh, yeah, yeah. But like at the end of the day, the, the young fella or the young girl will will decide themselves what they want to do. And, and once they're happy, they're happy. But um, you will have people coming up and they mean well. But sometimes when it's said to you over and over again, it can get a bit a little bit grating. But people mean well at the, at the end of the day, you know. Barry John, I see your young fella's bait into the football anyway. He seems to always have a football in his hands. Uh, yeah, to be honest, like football, soccer, basketball, rugby, boxing, swimming, he's doing it all, but he actually, he's more enjoying it than actually into it, if that makes sense. And um, like that, it's just a learning curve. The more times he has the ball in his hand, the more he's going to improve. I'm not forcing anything on him. Only in the last year, he's really getting to actually know what it's about if that makes sense he knows all the skills of the sports but he'd watch it and he'd know who's who were he'd have other friends like they mightn't be as good or they could be better but they could some of the, some of the kids are watching Juventus and Barcelona under 10s like on YouTube you were just like blown away you'd be like Jesus madness but it, that's good too in a way but look like Sean said you want them happy first and whatever comes after then it's only a bonus Speaking of Gooch he was obviously watching the football over the weekend um, he took to Twitter on Sunday I presume he was speaking about the Cork and Dublin match. I don't know if you're watching it, but he said that uh, the standard of refereeing in Gaelic football at the moment is very worrying. Sean, were you watching football over the weekend? And what did you make of the refereeing uh, in the matches that you saw? Yeah, the Cork and Dublin game, I suppose, is the one that's grabbing the headlines, really, Adam. Um, look, I have to be careful when I say about referees because uh, I got myself in a bit of hot water uh, a couple of years ago on Twitter myself after a club game and uh, you know I kind of 
said I'd learn my lesson after that. But look, um, yeah, the, the, it's the Cork Dublin game, really. I suppose that's that's the major talking point, and the yellow card, the, the sending offs, really, for for Gannon and and particularly Maguire. I mean, the two yellow cards that Maguire picked up, Adam and Barry, like. If 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 they are if I mean if the game has gone to that now that they are two yellow cards, um I mean we have to question where we're going. Um I, I, I understand probably, you know, the second yellow, it was a you could you even call it a tug of a jersey? You could see what Ian Maguire was doing. He was tracking back and he got his hand on his back and just look, he did he did give the jersey a little bit of a tug. But you know, I can see some people were saying, well, you know, it maybe was one of a couple of fouls that Ian Maguire had done since his first yellow card, you know, fair enough. Okay. If it was a couple of misdemeanors then you know, he, he needed to be punished, but I mean, they were completely innocuous. Even the first yellow card was what wasn't a yellow. Um, Gannon's the same, you know, you have to look at and say, you know, I think we need to take a step back and just, and look, these referees, they go out to do a job. They're being adjudicated. There's there's assessors up in the stands, and you know maybe they're getting slaps on the wrist that we don't know about. If they go back to wherever the referees report back to, and they watch a video of their game, and they're being told that you should have this should have been cautioned, this should have been booked. You know, fair enough. But I mean, from a player's perspective, and Column's right. You know, I mean, if if they are yellows, then then you know we're, we we it is worrying. If they're yellow cards, it is worrying. There was another incident highlighted above in the, uh, oh, what game was it? Clare, sorry, Emmett McMahon. Yeah, a uh, very good player, Emmett. A uh, great kicker. Um, he was the judge to have hopped the ball twice by a referee, and he clearly took a solo in between. And I think if you see the footage online, the, the, the camera doesn't follow the ball, but I'm told it went over the bar, you know? And I think Clare lost very narrowly to Clare, wasn't it? Boy, Clare came think. back and just beat them. And I mean, that's what we're talking about here. You know, Players are training hard, they're preparing hard, and then it's 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 referees taking their eye off the ball or 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 you know giving out soft yellow cards that are that are costing clear. They cost clear a possible point that at the end of the league could could, could cost them either relegation or promotion, you know. So it it's 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 not it has been a poor weekend for officiating. It definitely has. What do you think, Barry John? Is it tough like because Look, we all saw the, the mistakes that were made and it's very easy to, to criticise them. But then are we caught in a situation where we're criticising the refs? It's like a catch-22 where it's like it feeds into itself. You're criticising the refs. They're going like, geez, why am I even at this? Then the refs, some refs might not carry on. Then we're caught in a situation where we've even fewer refs or, or lower standard refs, referees again. So it's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of burning the candle at both ends. Like the last day, just on the, on that game, I watched that game live, and I actually watched it over again last night. It was actually a good, it was, it was good, good atmosphere to the game, good football, very open. If you want to go by the rules, like Sean said, could have been by, by what I seen. He said it was his third fault, maybe since the yellow. Then, if that is the rule book, it probably is a yellow. But if you're if you played football, I'm not saying that ref has played or hasn't played. You're going to leave the game flow and just say it, like, man. You have one more chance there. You can't be pulling the jersey because the game actually was very entertaining. And then, like, it was only three or four minutes into the second half, very close. Hmm. And it just kind of everyone probably felt that sunk of like, oh God, it's going to be a walkover now. And then I suppose Powder last possession was going nowhere and probably kind of ran into Gannon. And Gannon did kind of see him and gave him a bit of a touch. And then you're like, I can make up for this and level it off. And it's Stephen Stevens then. So I don't know. There's pros and cons to it. Um, but, but, but it's, hard, it's hard to say because like you said we don't want referees 
throwing the ties out of the cot then and, and then more the standards going to go down where other fellas are just coming in. Um, it's a hard one. The game was actually, I, I, I thought it was the game of the weekend, to be honest, just it was open. I was very surprised how open Dublin were. Maybe that was down to car. And um, Brian Hurley put on a show and nearly just snapped it in the end for them off the crossbar. Um, Dublin, Dublin, it was good to see Jack McCaffrey back, James McCarthy back. Jack McCaffrey looks like a fella just didn't even stop. I know he only went on two or three runs, but Jesus, speed. You can't, you can't buy that anyway. Um, so it's a hard one. We could be here over and back. I think they're going to have to put down, like Sean said, some rule. Like the black card, we're still not 170 black card. Mm. Like some are getting a pull down and some are getting like a, a foul, but he's holding them up. But it was a goal chance and he's getting a yellow. So I don't know. I think, yeah, I think a big thing with the GA, and I'm going on about it for, for years, like just in the advertiser, like we keep coming back to the same thing that like the rules aren't clear on lots of things. So, for example, the tackle, like the last day Ian Maguire pulled the jersey, letter of the law, you're not allowed to do that, but you get away with it 99 times out of 100. Yeah. So, you're in a situation where you're asking referees to make an assessment on the situation on the spot when like they know themselves that this could go either way. Do you know what I mean? It's not black and white. Things like, like it's four steps, but you get away with eight or nine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, there's such a lax attitude towards enforcing the rules that like when it comes down to it, like everyone's getting worked up about these decisions. And it's obviously very frustrating if your team is involved or, you know, even as a neutral, if you're watching a game, you're like, oh, geez, that decision ruined the game. But like, it's just that some of the rules are so vague that like we can't even decide ourselves, you know, when is that? A right decision to give a free for a pull of a jersey, and when is when when is it? What's too much of a pull of a jersey? Do you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just not it's not black and white, and I don't know. A lot of rules need to be tied up, I think, because we just keep we keep coming yeah. back to the same arguments. Well, we elected a new president uh, over the weekend in Charlotte Burns uh, from Armagh, and uh, look, he's not going to rewrite the rule book in the three years that he has, but certainly a lot of that type of stuff needs to be looked at. I mean, we've a great game. I think Barry John was right. Cork and Dublin put on a great game the other night and, and a real example of, you know, how our game, when it's played well, you know, and let flow, let flow. You know, if the referee just lets it flow, it's, it's a brilliant game. Um, but certainly I think that uh, it has to be looked at in terms of, you know, how, how can we leave it flow more? Of course, punish the misdemeanors and reward the team, you know, or, or, or punish the team that are giving away the fouls, but let's just tidy it up a bit, but that's a long process, like, you know, that that's that's not going to happen overnight, you know. Uh, the Kerry ladies are flying, they've won four games out of four now in the league, they beat Dublin the last day in Tralee, another really good performance. At the start of the year, I think, as we were saying in an earlier episode, they probably would have been happy to stay up, but now they're top of the league, they're they're flying, they have to be considered, you know, they're the team to beat. No, really, Sean. Um, what is it about them that, like, how can you go from last year being a Division 2 team to now being top of Division 1? It's remarkable, really. A couple of reasons. To be honest with you, Adam, um, I, I people obviously know that um, our own club man here, Dunnick Walsh, is, is married to Louise Galvin. I met them recently at the, we go swimming there in Tralee at the weekends and I just happened to run into them and had a good chat with Louise and uh, he mentioned that just the competition inside in the panel is fantastic because you have a really big panel in there at the moment you have a good mix I think we mentioned this and when you spoke last about the ladies you have a good mix of experience and youth and Declan and Dara are tying it nicely together um, Barry John alluded to their year last year would have brought them on 
hugely okay. They they fell short in the All Ireland final, which was hugely disappointing for them. But it's amazing how the green shoots can come from that, and how it can give them real, real confidence that they can compete with the likes of the Corks, the Meads, the Dublins. They don't fear them anymore, you know. Um, so that's one thing. The second thing then is the first couple of wins they got in the league. We spoke about it. They were two narrow wins, but they built character and they built confidence. It's amazing. You know, just a couple of wins can build confidence. And all of a sudden, then they had Dublin coming down under the lights in Tralee on TG Car, And, you know, they made another couple of changes to give more girls game time. And all the time, these new girls are getting their opportunity. They're grasping with both hands because they realize there's such competition for places. And you ask Barry there from being inside with Kerry, you that's that's priceless, Adam. That is priceless. If you have two or three girls going for the one jersey, pushing each other, pushing the standards of training, it's only going to lead to good things. And you know, they must be absolutely thrilled with their four wins. Now you take into account that in Louise Nimorhartig, and I'm not just singling her out, they, they she was well backed up the last day in the full forward line. Chief Roche, Hanno Donahue really played well as well. But I mean, some of the scores Louise kicked uh, in the first half, breeze and from play, she's a lady that's just on top of her game at the moment. And you can see that when she's on top of her game, the rest of them just kind of follow in behind her. And uh, it's very, very good times for them. As you said, they probably would have been happy to keep their place in Division One after getting back up there. They're the team to catch now, and it's, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, you, you mentioned Louise there, like when for Han O'Dunn, whose goal, the way she judged the hop of that, Barry John, like it's like any player at the top of their game or you look at Clifford or Gooch or anyone like that, it's like they're playing at a different level altogether than the people around, like to judge that, like she didn't even move, she stood in one spot and just she knew the ball was coming to her like and to lay it off then, she's, she's a serious operator. Uh, yeah, look, I, I only I, I was in and out now because I had the youngster the weekend and watching it, but like they just, it looks like they're playing with a bit of like it's easy to say they're expressing themselves a bit more, but the shackles are kind of off. They've got a few wins, like Sean said, and it's just some of them probably are playing above themselves and are maybe not above themselves, but they thought that they didn't have this in them. And like you said, Dara and Declan probably have a bit of a mixed gel and there's nothing worse than competing. Like Sean said, if there's two or three going for one position, like you know in the back of your head, even though you don't want to say it is, I have to be nine out of 10 here today or I could be carted off after 20 minutes. And there's someone as good as me going to be coming on and I mightn't see game time then for another two games so competition is huge we've seen Dublin when they went six in a row like they had two teams like they're 15 on 15 I remember reading articles that their B so-called B team were winning games going into before the Ireland final like so that's a massive thing to have if you can control it because you need very hard to keep 30 35 people happy like in a, in a setup but the lads are doing very well so far yeah and you and, and you have to give huge credit to the two lads for that Dara and Declan like um I text Declan uh, Sunday, I think it was, uh, just to congratulate him on a super performance. And what I loved about it was they used the elements brilliantly. I mean, in the first half, they obviously had a nice breeze blowing down into the Dunn store's end and they moved the ball nicely. I mean, their kick passing was excellent, but they were kicking it from the right areas. They weren't just getting it in the half-back line and trying to hoof it down to Louise and yeah. to Hanno, I don't know, Schiffer. they moved it through the lines and they kicked it in from the right area. And then... Uh, uh, you know, uh, compare that with the second half when they were playing into a stiff breeze. They worked their short kick out from the goalkeeper and the amount of hard work, hard runs off the shoulder, Barry, angled yeah. little, angled little passes, giving it to the person on the run. Even when Dublin held them up in areas, they never panicked. They came back around again. They kept it. They shifted it over the other side of the field. 
until eventually they opened up the scoring opportunities. And it was hard to kick scores into that wind. Jeez, they, they, they made it look easy. I think their their move for the last goal, was it for um, Kira Murphy? Sorry. Yeah. A super, super, go- super move, like a super move and a fantastic finish by Kira. And you could even see the smile in her face when she was running back in her position. She was, on the, in- she was on the end of a brilliant move. Sorry, Barry. Would I be right in saying that? Scooch's niece? Correct. Yes. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't off the ground. She licked it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. So, yeah, they're going well. Fair play to them. Uh, they've Mead now coming to Brosna, the All-Ireland Champions coming to oh. Brosna, which, you know, I think with absolutely no disrespect to Brosna because they have fantastic facilities over there and they're very good to the Kerry ladies. They have a brilliant pitch. Their surface is excellent. I mean, you have you have the league leaders and the informed team at the moment playing the All-Ireland Champions. As far as I know, it was due to be on TG Carr, but I'm not sure can it be... Um, broadcast now because they mightn't have the facilities over there to do it I mean that game should be in a bigger venue Adam and I'm sure Barry you would agree I mean that's 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 a that's a mouth-watering clash and the girl and and they have to go over to Brosna again please no disrespect to Brosna fantastic people over there and a great facility but I'm sure if you had the all Ireland champions coming down to to carry I mean, Fitzgerald Stadium, Rossenstack Park, surely had to be made available for that game. It's just, it's just a pity. I know they played there on Saturday night. Obviously, the Kerry seniors are playing there Saturday evening against Armagh. But I mean, there should have been something done there for when, with the All Ireland champions coming to town. You know, will Jack go down to Brasna? No, would they switch? <laughs> Text him. You give him a shout there. He might. <laughs> so yeah, from a from a really good victory to a, a pretty harrowing defeat for the men on on Saturday against Mayo up in Castlebar. Um, I was racking my brains trying to think of when was the last time that Kerry were all played like that. You know, it definitely wasn't last year. I don't know when when you could say that Kerry were beaten at half time by anyone, but uh, Barry John watching that match. How disappointing was it? And could you put your finger on what went wrong for Kerry on the night? Um, I suppose answering your first question, I was actually involved in 2013 against one of the Dublin crowd, Dublin squad that time. Yeah, I was in the short stadium. I say we could have lost by maybe 12, but that kind of game was over at halftime. That's the only one that I've ever been involved in that I knew was kind of gone from us. Um, as a supporter of last night, like, and I'm not gone too long, like, so I'm gone longer, Sean's a bit longer, but. I actually was a bit frustrated and I actually, it was a, it was, it was a weird feeling. I couldn't put my finger on it. Um, I watched it back. Um, it just, you know, one of them games you play and the more you try and force things, it actually goes worse. And um, even when Dave and Shawnee came on, they settled, I suppose you'd say they settled their own position a bit more and put something on the board. But just overall, I just felt like, I don't know, I texted one of the boys, I said they could have been in the wrong castle bar. There's a castle back in town. <laughs> wrong one. But um, no, look, we've been there long enough, around long enough. Sometimes you need that owl to kick up the, the backside, as they say. Um, now, looking at it, Ross Common got a massive win against Armagh, so Armagh are coming for points as well. So the weekend is a huge game for both teams. Um, like, just goes to show, it's, it's hard to tell because I was talking to a few of the lads and they thought Donegal or maybe as poor on the day as the Monaghan game, even though Kerry gave Monaghan a good thumping. And then Monaghan is after giving Donegal a huge thump in the weekend. So you're just kind of like, where are we at here? You know, it's, it, the only way we could probably look look back is when the league is actually over. I know that anyone could do that, but 
it's a tough one because like a lot of the fellas were put up on the pedestal last week after the big win and then not much happened last weekend. Like that's tough. Like we've all been there individually. You're only as good as your last kick. Like um just not going on. Uh Sean Baird's fellow companion, uh Dunica Walsh. One thing I say I best thing I've ever heard in football and I, as there's as, as with Kerry was um next ball, next ball. And I remember I was only a young and I was like, What what is this fella saying? He keeps a name, he's saying next ball. But if you actually listen and get into your head that you're only probably good as your the next ball that comes in. If you lose one, next ball, next ball. If you win one and hit the back of the net, forget about it, next ball. And it's massive. I try to give it to the underage that like when they'll be getting upset and something goes wrong, just the next one. And if you can breathe that into them. And I think the last day, Kerry, just the next ball wasn't happening for some reason. It just, and look, we won't take away from Mayo. I thought Mayo were brilliant. I thought they were sharp. I thought they were fast. Um, one thing that I picked out, and I might be wrong in saying this, but um, I think Tyke Morley, as I said before, and I even said with um, last year before Ireland final, he's playing that role superb. And I've been involved with him doing it and against him. But it's like the cuter and the stronger teams now are putting a, a baller 11 where he's going to get on the ball. And then Tyke has to make a decision. Do I have to go out to him or am I going to sit back? And like the last day, he just he was just cotton both and just Mayo just ran through. And so you could see Tyke, Paul, uh, Warren, they were kind of all looking at each other saying, what is happening here? We haven't seen this before. So I think the higher, the better teams, they're going to be a bit cuter putting fellas like who are going to cause trouble on the 40 rather than just a worker who's going to go back and tie kind of the best of all. So Kerry management will have to look into that to see, can we get a happy medium on that? I don't know. I've been thinking about this. Is it giving Kerry an out by saying this? But is it a conditioning issue? Because we were told before the, the league started that Kerry were behind in their conditioning because of the trip away and all that. They're going to be training through the league and we were warned basically that there were going to be like performances were going to be dipping at some stage because of this. To me, it did look like at times that Kerry were stuck to the ground and like Mayo were very good. They were moving the ball quickly. They were kicking the ball probably more than we're used to seeing Mayo as well. They were, they were kicking it into Aiden O'Shea. But there were times there in the first half when Jordan Flynn might make it like a run in a straight line. And there was Kerry fellas just not able to turn fast enough, not able to get with him. Was it just the fact that they had a very bad day and Mayo had a very good day, Sean? Or is there something in this conditioning thing that people are putting out there? I, I, I think there's a small bit in it, Adam, but I wouldn't be completely using it to gloss over what was a poor Kerry performance. Um, like, okay, yes, we do. And we've heard snippets that Kerry are training hard through the league because they have to. Um, I mean, you have to realise that you're. it's not like the normal days, but when you're all Ireland was way out in September, you know, and you could you could time this thing a little bit better. Now you have to really be at the races pretty early on with with a potential All Ireland final in July, you know. So that's the first thing. Yes, I, I I would say that they are training hard through the league. I would say they probably looked at the first two league games in Donegal away and Monaghan at home and saw four pints there, you know, and that would have settled. I mean, six points is the magic number, really. And I mean, we spoke about where did we see Kerry finishing in the league table this year. And we all kind of agreed that Jack would be happy with a kind of a mid-table finish and not to be in a relegation battle in the last couple of games. Uh, obviously, Donegal turned them over. They got the easy win over Monaghan. I feared for Kerry a little bit going up to Mayo. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I know, obviously, we weren't on here to preview it. But if I had been on, I, I would have feared for us going up because it's always a difficult place to go. I've tipped Mayo to win the league and I stand by it because I think they're under new management. They've definitely found a few new players, particularly up front. Flynn was outstanding the last day. I thought James Carr is moving well. Aidan Shea seems to be in a bit of form at the moment and they seem to be, as you said, Adam, getting the most out of him inside in the full forward line. Um, so I would have feared for Kerry going up there. 
and if we came away with a two three point defeat after putting in a decent performance you probably would have said okay we'll take that you know but i mean you know okay are we only lost by six in the end was it seven and six or seven and six was it yes, seven 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 yeah. in the end but i mean that 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 was only really because I think Mayo just took the foot off the gas. We brought on Shawnee and David, who steadied the ship a little bit up front. But I mean, it could have been a lot worse. It could have been a lot worse. And so, yeah, going back to your point about the conditioning, we take that. But we have to give a lot of credit to Mayo. They're, they're obviously, they're, they're probably a little bit further ahead than us in terms of their preparation. They're like us last year. McStay came in, brand new, fresh manager, the way Jack came in last year. You had fellas really wanting to impress Jack last year. We were back at it early. We focused on the league. We really worked hard during the league to get our settled 15 and Jack could see what his options were. McStay has the same now on Mayo. So we're just a little bit... Um, I, I, I still think we're blowing off a lot of cobwebs, to be honest with you. But the worry with that is, is that it's not like your previous seasons where you had a lot of time to blow off the cobwebs. You don't have that much time. And as Barry John rightly said, you now have a game on Saturday evening against a team who were in control against Roscommon, really, you know, um, and I think left two points after them are coming down to Shree now and they'll see Kerry's uh, performance against Mayo and say, geez, we have a real chance here of getting two points, you know, and if Kerry were to lose Saturday night, then they're in the predicament where Jack didn't want and all of a sudden you're in a relegation battle in the last couple of games, you know, so Saturday's big, but uh, it was just a poor performance overall, I thought we defended actually quite well early. I know we conceded the two goals. And even at that, like, you know, Rhino Dunahoe, did he take steps? Okay, it was a great finish and he got a lot of plaudits for it. I think he overcarried the ball personally. Shane Murphy will be disappointed with the car goal. Like, let's be honest. I mean, he you could even see his reaction after Shane when he's down on the ground. He's, he's pissed off with himself like that he didn't get down to that quicker. So I'm not saying if we hadn't conceded those two, would we have won the game? Probably not. But it was just that type of night where, as Jabari John said, everything we tried looked forced. Um, Mayo were on top of the ground. We struggled to keep up with the pace. And before we knew it, I mean, we were, we were, we were gone home by halftime, really. Like, you know, so the only thing is I'd expect a reaction Saturday evening. I read your article, uh, Adam, very good article in the advertiser. Um, you know, I expect us at home to really, you know, react. And, and that's all Jack can hope for the management is that we get a reaction. And I think we will too. Whenever David Clifford doesn't play and Kerry struggle a little bit up front, the same thing is said, you know, Kerry are dependent on David Clifford. Whenever he does play and he play, kicks 10 points, they say the same thing that, you know, we're dependent on David Clifford. It annoys me a little bit because, like, if you take Michael Jordan out of the Bulls, like, the Bulls are a different team. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're obviously, you're talking about a generational talent. Um, what do you make of that, Barry John? Like, what, David, and, David and Sean, he made a difference when they came on, but, like, obviously, Kerry need him. Like, that, that goes without saying. Um, yeah, it's, it's a hard one, I suppose. But if you were asking me when you get to the business end of maybe semi final and final, um, take Connor to the Dublin team last year, and we got over the line, massive win, probably Kerry's biggest win in a long time. Connor Callum was playing that day, it could have been different. Like, I the weekend, like, I was watching during the court game, like, he might have gone two or three from play, but it's just so effortless. He just get the ball and he could just pass off to the Reds and say, All right, I'm just gonna catch this and just I'm just gonna get a goal. And um, so, Kerry, Kerry need David Clifford. They just need him fit. Um, we've seen like was his third score. I watched it back again last night. I actually had to watch it back. There was actually three or four of them. I thought I was seeing things off his right leg, and I was just like, "That's actually hard to kick." Just 
messing around at home, just down the local field. Never mind fellas gone at you. Um yeah, he gave it a bit of he he the, the, like it actually just made the scoreline a bit better. And like Sean said, it was seven points, but it felt way worse. I thought they actually got hammered by when I looked back, I thought it was way more. So um no, look, you need it there. And the likes of Dar Roach, even the last to be fair to him, the last three games, the first half he actually he actually did all right for a, a team that were actually being hammered. Um didn't go Donald Downs way. Unfortunately, Tony got on loads of ball, but not where we'd like to see him. So maybe these players in the big against the bigger teams need David and the Shawnees around him because they're more experienced. Um, so I don't know. I look, if they're going to be coming back like that, fellas have got their chances, and the main fellas are going to come back. Then it's going to be the panel gets tighter. Sean knows, and you you could be only getting a one run, and then you don't get a run for another two games if you don't take your chance. James Horan was writing the Examiner there after that match. The former Mayo manager. He went quite strong on Kerry. He said that um, he'd be surprised if if uh, we saw some of those Kerry lads in the in the near future. He thought that some of them maybe had missed their chance. Was that fair, Sean? Do you think could you judge fellas the last night because it seemed to be everyone kind of played badly? Yeah, I I I I, I pay no heed to that really. Um, look, the one thing I will say is that Jack, you know, has approached these first couple of league games and he has given guys their chance. You know what I mean? And maybe in the past, Kerry managers, Kerry managers, excuse me, have been accused of maybe sticking to the, the you know, the, the tried and trusted guys, particularly in the league. So I think the management looked at, at the first couple of league games and look, I know things probably forced them a little bit into doing it because you had Obviously, fellas still involved with the club into the latter stages of their their, their club championships, and you had you have a few injuries, obviously. But I mean, you know, they, the management can't be accused of not giving guys, you know, the chance to go and impress. Some of them have, some of them haven't, you know. But by no means would I go so far as to say we'll never see these guys again based on one poor night. You know what I mean? Um, and look. We're blessed, particularly up front, to 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 be able to produce these these players. I just don't think the last night went their way. Um, they learn from it. it. It'll be a little bit of an experience for them. It'll be a kind of a Jesus, you know. Especially, I think for Donald Donald Downs. Okay, things went very well for him in Killarney on Monday. Or, or sorry, the previous uh, against Monaghan. But you know, this is a completely different kettle of fish up in Castlebar. You know, away from home against a really good Mayo side. So. He'll learn from that. He's not going to bury his head in the sand and feel sorry for himself. He'll go back into training this week and he'll get at it again. And, and that's what, you know what? That's what management want to see. They want to see that character who takes the, is, it's no good. Him all smiles and getting man of the matches award one day and then he gets a bad day and you don't see him anymore. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't take, uh, I wouldn't take any um, notice of, of what James Horan said there. Those lads have a good future. Uh, they just need to learn the lessons from a poor night in Castle Bear and move on. So next up is Armagh on Saturday in Tralee. Um, just touching on the couple of the players who missed out last week. So Adrian Spillane missed out due to work commitments. He's expected to be available. Mike Breen with a hamstring injury. He missed, um, he missed the last two games. Now, that's not a very serious injury was the last word from Jack O'Connor. So obviously he missed all the last season with a hamstring injury. It's not the same injury as that as far as I know. So he's not expected to be available this weekend, but I don't think it's going to be a long-term one. And then Gavin White and Paul Ganey are, are returning to training pretty soon. But I think this weekend, I don't think they're expected to play this weekend anything, either. Anything on Stephen O'Brien, Adam? No, I haven't heard anything on Stephen O'Brien. Very, um, yeah, because I, from what I, like, was, was there an official line on Stephen that he was injured? Um, or is he just getting an extended break? I, because he's a guy now that, 
you know, you, you really do miss um, in terms of his ball winning ability around the middle of the field and his direct running. Like he, I'm not saying he would have been the answer the last night, but you just miss that little bit of explosiveness from Stephen. I'm not sure, Barry, have you heard what his oh, I story was, is? I was talking two weeks ago, but it wasn't in general to football, but yeah. I, presume, I presume he's um, carried, picked, picked up a knock or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I suppose, um, look, the guys you just mentioned there, Adam, you know, particularly Gavin White there, Adrian Spillane as well, you know, in fairness to Adrian, you know, he, he, he was missed the last night against very good ball winner around the middle. Um, you know, as the league goes on, of course, we'd, we'd want to welcome all that those guys back, particularly now again with Shawnee and, and David. And even with the two lads last night, you know, I know they only played a half, but you could see, you know, I think Shawnee in particular was probably huffing and puffing a small bit. Like you could see he's, you know, it, it, he's going to take a couple of games to get back up to the speed of things. David is David, you know, but again, you could you could see that at times he was, you know, trying to get his second win. So that, that'll all come eventually with a couple of games, you know. So the more we welcome back, of course, the better. Um, yeah, I, I think the next night, you know, Kerry, Kerry just need to go go for it. Um, we're at home. It's under lights. It's on, on, on TV again. There's always a great buzz in, in Stack Park. You know, there's always a great raucous crowd, a good home crowd in there, particularly over on the terrace side. Great place to watch a game and, and get in there amongst the, the local supporters. They're great fun over there. So I think, you know, if Kerry come in with a positive attitude, I could see... Yeah, you you probably will now because the pressure's on a little bit. I won't say it's a lot of pressure, but because of the defeat the last night and the nature of it, he probably will be forced to start definitely one of the two lads, if not both of them. Um, so you could probably see David and Shawnee coming in for, look, is Donald Downs under a little bit of pressure? Possibly. Um, Dara Roach, I think, has probably done enough to, to to get another crack at it. You know, in fairness to him, he's 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 not done a whole pile wrong. Um, so I think he'll probably get another crack inside. Um, out around the middle of the field, would he be tempted to possibly start O'Cunber? Maybe give him a give him a go. Um, mm. you know, he's 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 came on in every game so far, so so maybe he might be tempted with the start there. Um, in terms of the defence, I, I I can't see too many changes there. You know, um, we probably don't have the personnel to come in anyway um, with the injuries we have. So overall, I'd say if we're going to see changes, it'll be in the forward division. And look, if you have if Shawnee and David are, I mean, it's grand to say the boys will they need game time, you know, and the, and the game time will come. But the only time they'll get the only way they'll get it is if you, if they play a game. So I, I I could see the two of them possibly starting, particularly now with the need for the two points just to take the pressure off again, you know. What do you think, Barry John? Are some of the forwards maybe looking over their shoulders now with, with Clifford and uh, Shawnee Shea available again? Uh, 100%. Like, the, I actually, I got a good run in the league back in the day because Croke Raw was doing, doing so well. And you'd probably the likes of you'd you'd Gooch anyway, you'd Kieran Leary, um, Dahi Casey would have been tipping around. So you three forwards there that were going to get game time that probably didn't even see the league because Crokes were getting to the All Ireland semi final and finals. So you're probably you had more a bit of breathing space, but at the moment, like Sean said, you're looking for points now. Um, two of the boys coming back in. So if you like who came on, um, Rory Murphy got a run, Greg Horn got a run the first two games, and they didn't get a look at the last night. Um, I don't, has Gavin Crowley come on yet? I think he came, came on. on he came on late in the Monaghan game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rory Murphy wouldn't have been available the last night because he was with UCC yeah. and the Sigerson, you know. So he's he's definitely an option as well, possibly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There is bodies there. And then the other side of it is like, 
it's it's how many you only bring on five or six, I suppose. Adrian's back, so you're going to change it up. Dara Minan's got a few runs. Michal Burns has got a few runs. We don't know where Stephen O'Brien is. Um, Dear O'Connor probably still out for another bit. So your main midfielder is probably still Jack Barry. So like Sean said, like you could swap the goalies around if you want to bring Shane Ryan back or whatever. But the backs are pretty probably going to be set for a while unless unless they want to try out maybe Dylan Casey the bottom one for a half last night. Maybe they want to see is he up to it. Um, Jack O'Shea is around there from Stacks. Um, but like you said, this one is kind of you'd nearly put out a good team to get the two points and maybe give fellas a run in the next game. I don't know. It's hard when Jack would know better than us. Of course, he's there long enough. But um. I think Danny will have the boys ready to go as well. Um, they'll be throwing the shackles off. And I think Jack will tell the lads we just throw the shackles off. Um, we need a performance, but it needs to be controlled. We'll take the first half and then second half we can run whatever whatever bench we have and hopefully just two points probably is the most important thing. The way the league table is shaping up, and I might just share the screen there just so we can all have a look at it. So obviously Roscommon are the surprise package after winning three out of three Mayo, after a good win the last day, uh, they're actually un- undefeated, but um, two draws there. And then, like, no one else, like, after Roscommon, no one else has won more than one match. So, like, it is incredibly tight. And obviously, Carrier kind of worried now after the Mayo game. But, like, if you win this game against Armagh, it could actually put you the other way. It's so tight. Like, you know, it's it's um, it could be a league-defining match. Would you agree with that, Sean? Yeah, it's a, it is. It's a pivotal game now, yeah, because uh, you're kind of smack bang in the middle of your league campaign as well, you know. So you win that and you go to four, it just pulls you away from the from the 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 the, the basement battle, let's call it. And it all of a sudden, then you know you're kind of going okay. We four points. Um, Ross Common will probably although Monaghan a good win over Donegal, but the way Ross Common are going, you probably expect them to go up to Monaghan and win. So that would give them eight. Donegal and Galway, you'd be expecting Galway to win there. So Galway would go to five. Mayo probably beat Tyrone. I would say Tyrone not going great. Like So Tyro- uh, Mayo would go to six. So if you could beat Armagh and just hang on to the coattails of your Roscommon, your Mayo and your Galway, you know, you, you, you still have both Roscommon and Galway to play. So it is, it's a huge game against Armagh. You get two points there and you're, you're looking right in the, in the mix for... How is the league working? Is it a, is it a, is it a top two job? Is that is that the, is that the way it's going? Top two in the final, is it? Yeah, top two in the final. Okay, so like I mean, you know, all of a sudden you could be looking at potentially the second spot and, and get to a final. However, you lose to Armagh the next night, and you know, and if all those results go the same way, then you you're you're looking you're looking the other way, you know. So yeah, it's 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 a big game. Um, but it's interesting to see there. You know, we're still one of the top scorers in the league. I know, look, we've, we've scored 50, you know, only Monaghan have scored 52 and, and, and Mayo 51. So we're still as bad as we were last night. We're still one of the top scorers. Now, I know we put up a big score against Monaghan, obviously, but it's just, uh, it's interesting to see that, you know, for, for maybe there's a small bit of doom and gloom about us at the moment. We're still scoring well, you know, so um, that we've got to take that into account, like that any, on any given day, particularly the next night, you know, we can we can shoot the lights out like and you know, you'll be expecting, as I say, the, the management will be looking for a reaction the next night. And it's always the case. You know, we all we've all suffered big defeats and bad defeats where things just haven't gone right for us. To to use Dunica's analogy there that Barry John said, next ball, next game, next game, just just go and try to wrong the rights from the from the from the or sorry, right the wrongs from the last night and and uh and just give a reaction, especially in front of the home crowd. Surely there'll be a good crowd there the next night, Barry. Well, I won't be there, but they will. 
<laughs> you will find somewhere in Binadorm to watch it, will you? Well, some old Irish pub. <laughs> yeah, um, we have to, we have to give Barry John some credit actually because in our first episode Barry John was telling us about how dangerous Roscommon can be if they believe in themselves and look at them now they're top of the league so we have to give you a pat in the back for that Barry John. Thank you, thank you. There was a great there was a there was a great shot on um, Allianz League Sunday actually I was watching it um, of of Burke and um, and McHugh after the game uh, the win against uh, Armagh. And you know they were they were they were hugging each other, and you can see, like if 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 a management team like that are are celebrating a, a win and and uh, and really, you know like like you know, hugging each other and 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 giving off that vibe, you can only imagine what a good vibe there is in the dressing room, Barry. You know what I mean? And even Burke alluded to it after, like uh, the reporter Martin Morris, he actually asked him, you know, what what was the the most impressive thing about the win? And he didn't talk about tactics or about, you know, great scores or defending. He spoke about the spirit. He spoke about the togetherness of the group. And they do really have it. Like, they're mad about their football up there. And, and you can see if the management are giving off that aura mm-hmm. after a league win in February, you can only imagine the, the, how good the dressing room is to be in Barry, you know? Yeah, it was a previous, I'm not, I'm not, I might be wrong with the name, over the previous maybe year or two, whatever manager, I know a few of the dailies and a few... Um, one of the Murtas I played with in Boston, they pulled out of the um, out of the panel. I don't know what I don't have the answers, but um, it looks like now that they've all collectively come back in together. Um, I suppose you could say Martin McHugh and the other my man have probably jumped into something that out of their comfort zone and said, "Look, we'll we'll give it a go," and they might have re- they might have built something. They're on a little run now, so the momentum's with them. So mm. they really express themselves. As I said to you already, it's hard to be to beat Ross Common up there. They always perform. They are a good team, but they just they're very good individual players, but they just need to believe in themselves. And it kind of looks like now they're just expressing themselves. And they've like our own Kerry man. I don't know as he injured the last day, but they're after finding two or three Connor Fars I haven't seen in the last two years. And Connor just came on, and I know how good he is. Mm-hmm. So like they're they're not waiting around for anyone. Where the likes, I suppose Galway. No, I watched the Galway game as well. They still have Comer and Shane Walsh to come back, but Ross Common are just putting the head down and just getting on with things. Yeah, and there was a few, I, I, I have a few contacts in Roscommon and there was a few eyebrows raised when Burke got the job. I mean, he's the youngest manager in, in mm. county management and there was a few eyebrows raised. So you can imagine like he's, he's, he's really turned that around and if you get the supporters behind you, sure you're, 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 on a, you're on a winner, you know. So look, it's early days. It's very early days and, and they, still have, they still have tough games ahead of them in the league, but they've hit the magic six number, you know, so it looks like they're going to have division one football at the very minimum again next year, you know? Yeah, I was actually reading there, six points is the magic number, as you said, Sean, I think uh, six points would have kept you up in 14 of the last 15 seasons, I think, and the only team that went down were Cork, and that was a four-way tie, so three of the teams who got six points that year actually did stay up, so that's what Kerry have to aim for now as well, I suppose. Um, It's funny with Ross Cowan because Starting off at the start of the year, you would have looked at Kerry's fixtures. You would have seen Ross Common at home in the second last match, and you would have said, "She's like that's that's a banker for Kerry." You would have thought, and now look, Kerry are Kerry are at the other end of the table, and they won't they won't get anything easy against Ross Common in that match. They won't, Adam. The only thing I will say about the league in relation to Kerry, though, the longer the league goes on, the more you'll see the Kerry settled. Yeah. Jack will be getting closer to his strongest 15, you know, and maybe even his, he'll know his strongest 20, Barry, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's, that's not by accident, do you know what I mean? 
And that's why we have to kind of, we're not taken away from performance in Castlebar. It was poor and it wasn't, it wasn't what Kerry are about. But if we stand back in the cold light of day and look where we're at, you know, Jack will have looked at the league and said, right, we need to build and build here. Yes, we want to stay up, of course, and we want to get to that magic six-point mark. But it's going to maybe take maybe from the middle to the last couple of league games to get there because of who we don't have. We'll have to slowly reintegrate them back in get them the game time by the time they come around to that Ross Common game. And I think their last game is a way to Galway, is it? Yeah. By the time they get to those two games, you'd be expecting to see the more familiar Kerry and you'd just be hoping then that they've left themselves with, they haven't left themselves with too much to do to stay in the league or else they've gone on a bit of a run and they're hopefully looking at a potential uh, league final but I, I, I don't I, I think they'll fall in between both I think they'll just do enough to stay up to be honest A word on Armagh um, they're coming to town the weekend as we said Barry John what kind of challenge are they going to bring I suppose their results so far have been a bit hit and miss they won their first match against Monaghan they drew then against Mayo when they, they clawed back I think a five point deficit at one stage to draw that game and then obviously losing to Ross Common what sort of shape are they in or, or, or should Kerry be overly worried about any of their players in particular? Uh, yeah, like from the, from the results you gave me there and just to remind me, like that's kind of consistent enough. Like they, they haven't been hammered. They they won their first game, like you said. And like I watched that actual Armagh game where they clawed it back to Mayo. Probably you have to give credit to Armagh, but Mayo kind of left them back. You could see the old Mayo kind of just trying to see out, see out the game more than like drive it on. And the last day, I actually thought the Armand Roscommon game was a bit defensive, whatever. But look, Roscommon got the two points that they were looking for. Um, I think Armand have a few very good uh, ballers. I was on the phone to Kieran was last week before I went to Liverpool, and we were just, when he was ringing him for small chat, but it actually ended up 45 minutes talking about Armand. Um, but we just went through what they have, and they actually, they're similar to Roscommon. They're actually very good individual players. I think Kieran has brought a style of football where they're trying to go more direct. They're mixing it up then with Jarley Goldburn, maybe doing a few runs. Um, I think they need to find a position for Green O'Neill. Sorry, I think they need, like, he's he's trying everything. He's going midfield, he's going centre forward, he's going full forward. I think if they could build something around him, like him on top of the square is going to cause trouble to anyone. Um, like, he his kicking ability is like one of those necky small kind of arts for a fellow who's nearly six, probably three or four. Um, his strength, he tackles. So I think Armad, to be fair, are probably in the same scenario. As Kerry, as in we need these two points, I think Kieran will be looking forward to coming home, and he'll know he'll be getting his few cheers from the the Kerry boys as well. But um, it should be an interesting game. I hopefully it's very similar to the Dublin and Cork game. Nice open football, high scoring, um, and like Sean said, there's nowhere better to play on 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 an evening game. And um, no, it's a big one. Two points either way could decide what's going to come down the line for either. So have our match three and Kerry of two. Is that where we're at at the moment? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But like it's a three-point swing, so really, in or either way, whatever two-point and three-point, whoever wins. So it's a big one. It's a middle middle game. Um, of course, it can be caught up in the next three games after, but you only can take these game as it comes, I suppose. So, so both teams are going to be drawn for this one. Yeah, I think Armel will be disappointed. Um, they'll be disappointed from the last day because they. Did they, they? It was eight seven at half time. Just they were they were a point up, weren't they? Mm-hmm. They were a they were a point up, and they had the breeze in the second half behind them. Yeah. 
So I think they'll be disappointed. Now you have to give huge credit to Ross Common there, but I mean, I was watching it again on on the the highlights show on RTE, and uh, I think there was a couple of opportunities where Armagh went through, uh, particularly Jason Duffy. I think they broke the play, and he went on a run right down the field. There was no one at home for Ross Common. I think they had one defender back, and he kicked the point and possibly should have hit fellas inside him, and that you know a goal at that stage would have been a huge score. So I think McGinley and, and Kieran obviously would be disappointed from the result against Roscommon. So we talk about Kerry needing a reaction. You know, you know, they'd be, they'd be no better place for Armagh to bounce back than come down to Kerry and beat the All-Ireland champions in their own back backyard, you know. But I just think there's, you know, our lads will be really, really going out to, to win their home game. Um, and as I say, just, you know, put put last, last uh, Saturday evening to bed. And uh, I think we'll... I think we'll just have enough. I think we'll just have enough, particularly with the likes of David and Shawnee coming back in. Paddy Clifford has another. I mean, he he played a game and nearly three quarters of a game, so he's got another bit under the belt. And um, yeah, I think we'll I think we'll have enough for them on, on the night. Hopefully, you were talking about Kieran Danny there. Obviously, the two of you know him very well, Sean. When you were playing uh, in the dressing room with, or in the dressing room with Kieran Danny. Would you have him pegged as a as a future coach, a future intercounty coach, or someone who would be involved in Kerry potentially at some stage? Without a doubt, I think if you had asked me to line <laughs> ten Kerry fellas up against the wall and pick who was going to be a coach, Donahue would st- stand out straight away. Um, just a real leader um, from from the very first time he came into the dressing room. Really, um, just always had that ability to be able to hold a hold room, really, you know, and, and get fellas' attention. But not for the sake of it either, what he said made sense, you know. Um, you know, I suppose the best year I had with Kerry was 06, and it, it, it kind of coincided with him going into the edge of the square. And, you know, we had a great relationship in terms of what type of ball he liked in. But, again, that didn't come by accident. I mean, he'd nearly, you know, before training you'd be sitting in the dressing room and he'd come in and grab you to come out to kick balls into him. And the same after, you know, he'd, he'd, he'd get you to hang on. Now I'd be wanting to go in and have my shower and go way down to the Malton for my grub. <laughs> and he'd be saying, get out there and kick me in 10 balls. And you'd have to go to the left and the right. And geez, it'd be getting dark. And, you know, anyway, but uh, well worth it. But um, that's the type of guy he was always looking to improve. And it's by absolute, it doesn't take me one bit by surprise that he's, that he's gone to where he is coaching and uh, I can see him going on to even higher things. He's obviously getting a great experience with our man working under McGinney must be incredible, you know, and, 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 and hugely beneficial to Kieran. But I can see probably going down the road that he has his eye on an inter-county job himself, uh, which again, won't surprise me when that day comes because he's, uh, He's 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 just he knows what he's doing and he's he's uh, he's he loves the game. Obviously, he's got his basketball as well. But yeah, he's he's going in that direction, and it, it wouldn't surprise me that that will happen sooner rather than later. Would you go along with that, Barry John? Could you see Kieran Danny on the sideline for for Kerry maybe even one day? Ah, uh, yeah, definitely. From the experience I've been involved with with him, say with the county, and then I got a year under my belt with um he's with the college as well. But as I said before, he's probably including club and county, probably the best leader or teammate I've ever had. Um, so unselfish on and off the field. Things weren't going his way and you might have been getting in just before him. No, it wasn't a lot for me, but he'd go and say, you're going well, keep it going, where others might keep to themselves and try to get their own farm back. But 
He was so unselfish to the un- un- people that were just coming in the door, respected everyone the same, number one, number 30. And as Sean said, like, when he spoke, you be, you're you ready to be listening. Like, he wasn't overdoing it. Um, good fella to give you a kick up the backside too when you needed it. Um, and you take that on board because he'd, put, he'd be the first man to put his hand up when it was he wasn't going well. And uh, so, so you have to respect that. You, you'd come across, of course, at any level, the same fella giving out about something and he's not even doing that himself. But um, Kieran knew his ability. He worked on it, like Sean said. I got caught. Probably I was Sean's substitution when he got when he retired. That I was the one before and after training, kicking a few balls into him. Um, but he just knew his he knew his ability. He knew what he could get out of himself. He got the most out of himself, and he just tried to bring everyone else into the game as much as he could. And like, so what more can you ask for a teammate and a leader that is facilitating all that? Like, yeah, he'll get a warm welcome in Tralee on Saturday, I'm sure. Barry John, what you reckon? Are Kerry going to bounce back on Saturday evening? You hope so. Um, like they're definitely going to be a reaction. If if you had say like Ross Common coming to town, maybe three or four games after winning, you can get a bit comfortable, and Kerry could be coming out gunning. But are coming for the same same scenario, same situation. McGinney's background, the way he is. Um, and his whatever UFC MMA, like these fellas are going to be wound up to the nines. Tralee is brilliant atmosphere, zone out of it. We need to get the performance. Jack's going to have the boys to be like, they're going to be nipping and pipping like the Northern teams do. So hopefully it's just a brilliant game. I don't know what kind of form I'll be in at that time, but uh, I'll try watch it into it and have some feedback for you next week. What do you reckon, Sean? I have a feeling you think that Kerry have what it takes to, to recover from last week's defeat. Yeah, I have a busy evening Saturday evening actually, Adam. Before I forget it, I'm I'm a, a celebrity judge for the MKL Gales Strictly Come Dancing. Can I get a plug in for the for the for the club? Is MKL. that is that is that a result of your podcasting, no, Sean? Is it? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I, I you to thank Adam. Thanks. Um, so best of luck to everybody there on Saturday night. So I'm going to the game first of all, and I'm shooting out to the. Uh, I think it's on the. Jeez, I'll I'll be shocked now, but uh, I I think it's. You don't even know where you're going. I can't recall what hotel it's <laughs> He's on. He's getting but picked anyway. up. It's a show for us picking him up. Sure. <laughs> Are you doing the, on Zoom? The, the, limo will be out, the limo will be outside Austin Stack Park after the game for me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, so looking forward to going to the game first. Yeah, I, I, it won't be easy. Of course it won't. Armagh are a solid outfit and, and are really coming the last couple of years. Um, very physical, very fit. Um, but I, I would expect Kerry to to really just drive it on now from the last night. And um, look, we can't we can't play any worse than last last uh, Saturday evening. So I think we'll I think we'll have enough. I think we'll have enough. Not by a lot. Maybe maybe two or three points in the end. But I think we'll do enough. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, as you touched on there, like they get a kick up the arse from from last week and from Jack as well this week. I'm sure in training. So. I just can't see them being as passive as they were last week. Do you know, it was just, I don't know, it was so uncharacteristic of this team from what we've seen in the last year. Do you know, if you compare them to this time last year and how hungry they were and how on top of their game they were, I just can't see them doing that two games in a row. So I, I think they're going to come back. I think hopefully they might win by a point in a close game and that'd be very good for them, obviously, moving forward. And so, listen, lads, thanks very much for coming on. Sean, enjoy your duties on Saturday. Enjoy the match as well. Barry Jan. Enjoy Benidorm and take it handy over there. Keep hydrated. All right, Thanks, boys. Lad. Thanks very much. Bye. Good luck. Bye. Good luck.